Well, hello everybody out there in music video land. Welcome to yet another edition of This Week in Music Videos, the Music Video Land podcast, brought to you by, excuse me, brought to you by your good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. My name is Adam of the IMVDB, and then with me as usual from Manhattan, New York. Uh, what's the nickname for Manhattan? I, think, I believe it's the Big Enchilada. Uh, is Mr. Doug Klinger? Doug, how are you? Doing super good, Adam. They're here to see you, VIP penis. Oh God! I hope I didn't watch the video that that lyric came <laughs> from this this week, because if I missed that and that didn't set off alarm bells in my head, then I am not paying attention. Um, <laughs> although that, that sounds like something Two Chains would say. Yeah, it's not. It's it's from the uh, sticky drama video. You just like can't. You don't understand the lyrics. I just pulled up this lyric sheet, and it was like, I should just quote this song going forward because absolutely, absolutely. so many good op- so many good opportunities. And then with us from north of the wall, a fringe music fix uh, is Mr. Adam Alexander. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Adam. I'm ready for my uh, my second favorite thing, which is talking about music videos. First is watching them. Wow, ready yeah. to talk about them. So it's Ooh. it's interesting that you kind of you 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 separate those and to do diff- two different things. They're two completely different things for me. And and dare I ask what the third thing that you enjoy is? Uh, the third thing would be uh, probably uh, posting music, like sharing music videos. I, I like that too. I just oh, like man. music videos. I call those all. I call all those things one thing. I call that all music video in. You just say music video. Don't in tell your family about game. that. <laughs> is, is hanging out with your family like 15th or something yeah that's way down there that's uh, after like your family adam in your top three you know what i haven't i haven't thought about my top three yet but you know <laughs> i'll get to you guys i'll get back to you guys at the end. i didn't know we were gonna be ranking so we got this out of my top three yeah we're, we're ranking life today wow we weren't we weren't prepared for that Never prepare it. Well, you gotta. Well, you gotta you be prepared for the for the things you can't prepare for. That's what. Life's I don't know, Alexander. How are you not ready for it when you led with this conversation? Oh, I'm I'm ready for it. Took you to talk. It was like, here's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was ready to rank life, but you guys weren't prepared. You have your whole ten sketched out there in front of you. Uh no, I, I've got the top. Well, no, I I had the top two. So <laughs> that's true. I didn't have the top ten. Ad lib three. Tight. Okay. Cool. Now we've cleared that up. Well, speaking of ranking things, which is my segue, because I'm good at that, mm-hmm. um, we, we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We have a great, it, albeit bizarre, lineup of music videos. We have some TV to talk about, um, what happened this past Saturday, which is interesting. But at the top of the show, we have to talk about what happened in LA this past weekend, which is the Los Angeles Music Video Festival. Um which is has I I feel like the the greatest name out of all the music video festivals, the LA yeah. MVF, um, yeah. rolls off the tongue. Um, put together by our good friends Colleen and Sammy at LA MVF. Um, this is in their I believe it's their fifth or sixth year. Five, five, exactly. Yes, um, and we have been uh, Doug. You have been to this event. I have not. Yeah, a couple um, times. We neither of us were able to make it out to LA this year. However, um, our contributor to the blog, Caleb Jackson, was able to go out there and posted a really uh, insightful kind of recap of the show, which was great. I felt like I was there. 
Yeah, totally. I felt like I was there too. It was like we went together for the first time. Yeah, we went together and we like kind of held hands the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird that he included that, but I think that's pretty nice. Listen, Caleb is a professional, and when he knows things happen, he's got to kind of report on them. Definitely. Um, so uh, this event is interesting for well for a number of reasons. One of them is that it's in L.A., really the, the heart of music video production in the world, one could argue. Um, and it also has a number of really excellent panels, um, one of them that uh, Caleb talks about is a panel featuring Daniels, Isaac Ravishankara, Eli Stoneberg, and Hannah Lux Davis. Ever um, heard of them? Yeah, that's a pretty amazing panel. Uh, uh, the, the panel is called Music Video Launchpad, um, which is, uh, I, I would love to see that. It sounds like an amazing panel. Um, another one featured uh, sort of commissioners and other people in the industry, which we posted a picture of on a Twitter. Oh, at, shit. At IMVDB, um, including our, our pal Devin Sorno at Warner Brothers. Um, and who else was on that panel? Uh, uh, Jason. Uh, I saw Jason Baum in there. That's right. Looking cool. Looking For, uh, get, former resident of this podcast. That's right. Fly as ever. Um, yeah, fly as ever. So... It sounded like a pretty amazing event, um, and we have, as in addition to the uh, the post on the page, we have a page uh, with the winners of the different categories. Um, there's one category that's not on there. LAMVF includes a category for unofficial videos, and our database does not list unofficial videos uh, because we got to cut it off somewhere, and we, that's the kind of the line we've drawn. Um, so that is not on there, but we do have all the nominations, the nominees for all the categories. And, and I'll just read the categories real quick because there are not a lot of them. Uh, student, animation, non-narrative, and narrative. I know that, and uh, they also gave an, out an award for best visual effects. And they're actually also voting on an audience award uh, still. And you can go online and vote. Uh, and there'll be a link in the show notes to where you can do that. Definitely. So, if you, so you can watch these videos, pick your fave, and, and still vote. Absolutely. Um, so one of the ones that I was really happy to see win was Gold by Chet Faker, directed by Hiro Murai, and uh, um, from Doomsday Entertainment, the venerable music video production company, uh, which is a music video that I found myself, like, it's from 2014, late 2014, um, but I find myself coming back to it over and over again, that one in the non-narrative category, so... Congrats, Hero. That I am jealous that Caleb got to see that on the big screen because yeah, it's one of the funniest festivals is going to see music videos on the big screen. It's not a super common thing to be able to see that. So when you're able to, um, that's uh, it's it's really cool. And I would love to, that. That is a very cinematic video, very kind of dark video. I would love to see that on the big screen. Yeah. But there's so many of these, and, and that's one of the things, you know, I talked to Caleb about his time at the Fest, and, and that was one of his biggest takeaways was how much more he got from videos that, that, he, hadn't, that he had seen and how much he loved videos that he hadn't all, all on that big screen. Uh, you, you know, he talks about, how, like, how you're able to see so much more detail and, you know, anyone who's seen a music video on a computer and then on a, on a screen in a theater um, can probably, you know, had similar experiences. 
Big night for Doomsday, too, because James Lee's video, The Future is Slow Coming by Benjamin Booker, won for Best Narrative. Which is also a fantastic video. Yeah, amazing video, uh, DP'd by Jackson Hunt. Um, I believe we talked about that video when it came out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the other videos that Caleb talks about seeing on the big screen is Sober by Childish Gambino, another one directed by Hiro Mirai. So some sweet Doomsday stuff wall-to-wall over here. Doomsday popping off. Popping, popping off. Doomsday, I think they, don't they have a house? They do. Man, that would, that's just. Man, could you imagine having a house? Well, I have, oh, I have a regular house, but it's just, just me and. But there's no music video antics going on. No, it's just the dogs and my wife and I, so there's not a lot of music video antics popping off. There is, there is antics though. Right. Yeah. Dog antics. Pretty tame antics though. I have a feeling at Doomsday, some antics are going down. Oh, shit. I don't, don't start any rumors. I'm not starting any rumors. Okay. But I Good. did hear, you know, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't say. You should. Uh, so that's, so LA Music Video Fest, that's sweet. Well, look at the videos, vote on your favorites, be a part of it, even from the internet. That's right, yeah. Um, and Doug, you went to the fourth uh, annual Las No, I went to two and three. Two and three, that's right. Wow, I've got terrible, terrible facts this year. It's fine. Um, and uh, I believe in one of the years past, Eric Wareheim has been sort of like a special celebrity guest. Um, I believe it was last year. No, it was that was two. <sighs> why, why can't I get any numbers right? So if anybody... The second year Wareheim was there, and he was the keynote speaker. Right. Um, and this year that was... I was going to let you pick up where you... Oh, okay. I thought you were just like looking it up. It was Kimbra. Yeah, right. No, I uh, forgot who was Kimbra. <laughs> yeah. <no>. Um, <laughs> which is really exciting because um, Kimbra um, kind of occupies a really interesting space in the music video, like modern history. You know, we've, we've, we've talked a lot about in past podcasts about, you know, how music videos kind of rose again to their prominence that they had in you know the the pre-internet era where they were just viewable on mtv and you know that story starts in really in 2011 and it starts around the time somebody that i used to know by goche uh featuring kimbra became a huge massive successful video i feel like that's kind of like the mile marker for music videos kind of coming back to resurgence that the video directed by Natasha Pincus. Um, and since then Kimbra has had, uh, I mean, she's put out a ton of music videos and had some, some really amazing ones. Um, uh, I think one that comes to mind is cameo lover from 2011, um, directed by Guy Franklin, who was at the LA MVF with Kimbra to talk about their music videos Right, um, and he's because like, Kimber they've they've worked together on several videos, a bunch of and, them. Yeah, they did Good Intent and Cameo Lover and Come Into My Head. Yeah, um, I think Come Into My Head is probably my favorite of their. Yeah, collabs. I'm with you on that one, Doug. Um, but I, I also re- I also really love Cameo Lover, I, I, and I think that um, you know Kimber is like the perfect artist for this because she's um, a pretty recognizable pop star. Uh, you know, she's been in videos that you know a lot of people have recognized you know we're going to talk about uh snl in a little bit and she's been in a music video that's been parodied on snl um but also she's an artist who's clearly like 
she is an artist clearly seems to care about her music videos because I think that's the only way that you're going to find a true thread in a pop artist music video of just like quality across the line is when that person like really seems to, to care about it. Cause otherwise like the, an artist could just like get it right and like get, get with a director that works and then they can do five videos afterwards that aren't great. Um, but Kimber's music videos kind of like are consistently pretty strong and that indicates to me that, she she want like cares about that absolutely yeah she's she's uh was really a great choice to be a part of the festival this year and it sounds like it was an amazing time so um check out check out caleb's recap on the blog yeah there's gonna be a lot of stuff in the show notes lamvf related so uh, appropriately titled 2015 lamvf recap mm-hmm. which is gone a lot of ways with that one yeah it was based on the title of the 2013 LAMBF recap, which was called 2013 LAMBF recap. Right. So we have a trend going. Definitely. Two things make a trend. Yeah. Um, so Doug, you mentioned Saturday Night Live. I did. Um, I don't, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in, in a little bit. I used to be like a constant every Saturday night, night excuse me, Saturday night watcher. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of always, always doing that, but I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. Um, and this past weekend, Donald Trump hosted Saturday Night Live. And, you know, say what you will about Donald Trump, but that show posted the biggest ratings that Saturday Night Live has had since 2012. Mm-hmm. So three years. So pretty big deal. It was a very high profile show. Donald Trump was not in it that much. Uh, but it didn't really matter. It was sort of all about you know him being there and being a presence at the show. But I watched it on Saturday Saturday night and was struck by the amount of sketches and other performance pit, bits that uh, centered around music videos. And as a premise, uh, some of them actually kind of hinged on you actually having seen a music video. Which is new, definitely new. And you, Doug, you mentioned Kimra. Uh, they did a parody of somebody that I used to know um, back a few years ago. But this is sort of this is different. This was a, a kind of a large chunk of the show, kind of referencing. Music yeah, this was uh, the the Kimber one. It was Gautier was the musical guest, and it was just kind of like a quick, mm-hmm. almost like digital short. I think it was just like a almost probably just like a minute and a half sketch. Yeah, it was very very quick. Yeah, where Andy Samberg just like slowly integrated more and more in his like interactions with Gautier into the music video, where eventually like. Gautier standing there normal and Andy Sandberg is covered in paint and suddenly the background is also paint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very, very small part of the show where, yeah, you're right this week. Um, like, ha- ha- like music videos were referenced at three points of the show that took up like a, a large chunk of airtime. Yeah. One of them was, I found probably the most surprising was a sketch that featured all the female cast members of the show and was, like a direct reference to the MII Bad Girls video mm-hmm. that came out, I think it's 2012. Yeah, so that that's video, a, it's almost four years ago. <laughs> that video is like kind of old. And this was, the premise of it was that, you know, all these these girls were, they were little kind of like uh, inserts where they were doing things that were kind of bad, but not really. They were thinking they were quote unquote bad girls, like uh, 
you know, this uh, A.D. Bryant would get into an elevator and everybody would be going to, like, you know, the 60th floor and she'd say, I'm going to two. And so the joke is that they think they're bad, but they're really just kind of uh, doing very kind of normal, almost annoying stuff. But inner, 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 like in between these bits is basically like a pretty good reenactment of essentially the actual bad girls video with like car stunts and and horses. just kind of like yeah horses and choreographed dance and wild behavior. Yeah, they even went as far to, to like uh, copy the some of the costumes that MIA, MIA wears in the video. You know, there's, mm-hmm. she has that kind of, I don't even know what you call it, but there's a certain type of hat that she has. Um, and they're referencing that. And if you are a music, if you are like a, a general TV viewer who has never seen Bad Girls, which I feel like is a, probably a good chunk of the SNL viewing audience, you are not, all of those reference are, references are going completely over your head. Yeah, um, the thing, like the... The other vid- music video that was directly parodied in this episode is the Drake Hotline Bling video, which like ma- was a story in itself just a couple weeks ago for being this meme story where it was removed from the music video and and turned into this like pop culture thing. So the idea that that was being parodied on SNL makes tons of sense. Uh, but this Bad Girls video from several years ago, <laughs> uh, like. Does it? It not exactly. No, Adam, do you remember? <clears throat> excuse me. You mentioned you you don't watch SNL so frequently, but at, this is actually kind of a follow up sketch. There was a sketch called "Say What You Want to Say" that essentially featured all of the same SNL characters, like being uh, slightly rudely honest to people. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and then like. Basically, it was the same thing where it would be these little like inserts and in between the punchline would be them dancing to that Brave song uh, by oh, Sarah Barry Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, but yeah. And uh, it would be, you know, like, um, you know, like it, somebody will go up to A.D. Bryan and be like, uh, hey, it's great. Like someone she hadn't seen in a while. It's like, oh, it's great to see you. We should exchange numbers. And she's like, no. I haven't seen you in a while and it's going to stay that way. <laughs> and then she's like turns around and like, I want to see you be brave, whatever. Um, so I, I think this is like a kind of like a sister sketch to that, to that one. Uh, if not like a direct follow up. But wasn't, I think, I believe that one was also kind of a reference to the music video, which is not, I mean, the music video for brave by Sarah Barry Ellis is, is essentially people dancing in public. Um, and I believe that, that, and it, but it, it so in between so those, when they played is. the song, yeah, they would dance and kind of like do a little kind of funny dance, which could be interpreted as kind of referencing the video. But th- but that video is, although it's a great video, is very generic. Um, directed by Rashida Jones, by the way, which is oh right, yeah, <laughs> that? we definitely talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she's she's only directed one video, as far as I can. I can tell. Um, and this one was, was very, very specific. There were a lot of like images and references in there that you would only get. You could still enjoy the sketch without having ever seen that video, but you would only get if you've seen that video, which, which was interesting. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's interesting to see on such a big scale kind of like deep references that are tangential to the main point of uh, a joke. Uh, being thrown out there that are directly related to music videos. So that was definitely kind of a first for, for, for SNL, I think. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of the other, like you said, so they, they also did a hotline bling parody 
which was super like super weak. I, I feel like the whole premise of it was that you know all these uh, you know quote unquote nerdy white guys like to dance like Drake in there um, in the Hotline Bling video. So they had them in you know their sweater vests and stuff. Um, I think the ba- the basic premise of that video is a little flawed though because the overwhelming I don't think the overwhelming opinion from the Drake video is that he d- is dancing poorly. Some people think that. Yeah. And that is the opinion of a, 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 a significant portion of people who've watched it. But there's also an equally significant portion of people who are very like, who find his dance moves appealing for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, and like, think it's good. Um, yeah, actually I rewatched that video today. Um, on, on like my TV in my living room. Um, which, you know, I just kind of rewatched a few videos to, to get the, the, the theater experience, Doug mm-hmm. and Adam. Um, and the there, there really isn't anything in there that is kind of like awkward and unintentionally awkward. It is all extremely calculated and all and so like, you know, very, very well put together right. and so knowing about everything that's going on. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, it, it's a. It's a very kind of on the nose, like easy joke. So I think that's why it makes sense if you've only seen the video as a meme. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's almost like this video references the meme mm-hmm. because if you've only seen a little piece of Drake dancing poorly or or dancing in in the way that he does in this video, then maybe you do think like, oh, it, this is a video Drake dancing bad. Um, but yeah, it's nothing is accidental and nothing is like somebody being caught off guard thinking they're good when they're not. The one thing I will give this cr- sketch credit for though is is nailing the wardrobe of Absolutely, uh, yeah. I was oh just going to say that. Nailing the wardrobe and the production design. They yeah. did it unbelievably and and I feel like that opening shot of the video, not, not the one, you know, the, the video has this little prologue where it's a bunch of women dressed the same in a call center. Um, not that shot, but the one that starts at the same the time music. the song does. It's kind of, I, think, I feel like it's going to become, if it not already, has become kind of an iconic music video shot. Because mm-hmm. if you have to pull out anything from that music video, that that is that kind of encompasses everything. You know, yeah. it's got Drake in it, it's got the... Um, the, the weird space that the video is existing in. It's got the colors, it's got the titles. Um, but they also, yeah, they nail the production design. And also in a, in a, an episode that, you know, when Donald Trump hosts SNL, he was only on there for 12 minutes uh, out of the whole 90 minute episode. Uh, but usually he's playing himself. He played him. He played a few characters here and there, but he plays an accountant in this kind of dancing and, and singing. You used to call me on the cell phone. Which was that was my favorite like Donald Trump moment of the night. It it's, was, it was kind of it was kind of funny. It was endearing in a way. The character is basically himself with glasses, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is endearing. And I guess that's what's the that's the problem of this whole episode. And then we're not going to go down that road, but to mm-hmm. like endear this this type of person. Um, whatever uh but that moment has become a meme too now i've seen on twitter people like using the the donald trump dancing in that video as like um uh, a visual like a reaction gift to show excitement hmm. you know like he you know heat heat game got me like and then you put that gif and that would mean <laughs> that the heat game got you excited did the heat game get you excited doug 
A lot of them have hmm. so far. Nice. They didn't play tonight, but um, yeah, the 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 abundance of the gifts is something that I feel like is almost kind of a calculation on the part of maybe not. I'm sure for music videos, but also for SNL. You know, I feel like they want to kind of get in on that action. They feel like okay, if we do something that looks exactly like that line bling video and add some like funny stuff to it, like we're gonna get the hotline bling bump. Oh yeah, totally. They want in on that hotline bling action totally. for sure. That um, gif action. And you know the the bad girls sketch isn't doing that. Nothing else is gonna do that. Um, no, but that shit is funny. The yeah. bad girls sketch was re- like was really funny. It was pretty funny, yeah. Um, and then then so the third thing that was you know, and this is all in like the first like half an hour of the show. Um, the third thing that was music video related was Sia was the musical guest and she did, you know, <laughs> we've talked uh, on many episodes about how Sia really enjoys reenacting her music videos in live performances on TV. She loves uh, What's that? She loves it. It's her, yeah, it's her thing. Like, you know, last time around she, you know, carted around Maddie Ziegler every, or sometimes Lena Dunham depending on who was available, uh, to kind of reenact the uh, video for Chandelier. On I love the idea of picturing Sia with Maddie Ziegler on a literal cart. <laughs> yeah. She's got her on a cart. <laughs> Here we're going, like, just like one of those carts that you get at Ikea when you, when you go look for your boxes. I think that's, that's not too far off, I don't think. You just got her on that. Cool. Uh, and um, so this one was a, you know, basically the same thing with Sia reenacting her video for Alive. Which we'll talk about next. We should talk about that next. Yeah. Um, which was different. This is, um, we're doing a weird order now, referencing the music video before we discuss it. Yeah. Um, well, we could, might as well talk about the music video now. Yeah, because, we can do both now. That's what we're doing. Holy shit. The live performance is basically, you know, a. it's almost like, uh, you know, how The Lion King was such a huge movie. Um, in the nineties when we were kids, uh, and then it became, you know, the stage play. Um, it's kind of like the stage play version of the music video. I feel like Sia is trying to do right um, all the time. And this was no different. This was basically, you know, alive was basically a, a live stage rendition of her video. So let's talk about quickly then what the video is. Sia alive directed by Sia, Daniel Askill, who are the, um, See, obviously, the artist, but Daniel, uh, the two of them co-directed the trilogy of videos featuring Maddie Ziegler from the previous Sia album. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, and, they, and just speaking of Sia's previous trilogy, um, can we just mention that Elastic Heart uh, featuring Sheila Booth, uh, Sheila Booth is back in the news. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, man. For his... For his <laughs> His movie marathon, where everybody had, at my at the Vimeo office was talking about trying to go to one of this one of the movies. Oh, because it's in New York, isn't it? Yeah, everyone's talking about it. Like, oh, I'd love to go watch Even Stevens with him, or like, just everyone's got their own random movie that they want to see with him. Oh, that's crazy. I watched uh, the live stream for a while today. He was sleeping, and I just sat there and watched him sleep. That was, was Transformers. <laughs> I'm not sure what movie. I think that's was. what I think. I think that's what it is. Transformers. <laughs> so. I just wanted to mention something to you guys real quick that kind of impacts IMVDB that I just noticed, which is I, I just noticed this and it's kind of a big deal because it's a, this is a, a big change. 
um, Vivo has changed the watermark that they put on YouTube videos. Have you guys noticed this? What did they change it to? So we all know the Vivo, the well now the the former Vivo watermark, which is the 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 red and pink kind of like leaf that goes into the yeah. into the video with the Vivo thing, and that's gone. Um, now it, the the pink thing has been removed, and now they just the Vivo lettering remains. Just in white on the bottom of the video. I don't see. I see. I still the pink see the leaf is still in the thumbnail, though. No, no, no. It, it, the thumbnail has changed. I, I now oh. see a different. I now see a different thumbnail. And if I go ahead and if I run the process on the site for like go to go to the Sheila Booth Elastic Heart version, I have changed the. Um, I've run the. Oh my uh, god! The thumbnail process on it. Oh yes. I still have it though for the old one. I mean, for the for for a live, it's still got a leaf. Huh. Oh my god, though, Vivo, what are you doing to us? Well, that's that's <laughs> that's great actually because it takes the color out of it. It just has yeah, no, I agree. White. It's a lot more tasteful. That is a lot more tasteful. That's fantastic. Um, Good on you, Vivo. Way to go, Vives. Thanks, Vives. Um. Well, anyway, so so live, live has a live has a little a little girl too. Life is a little girl too. Uh, little girls doing martial arts so hot right now. I don't know if you guys saw the video of the the little girl with the yeah with the the sword. Adam, did you see that? Oh yeah, so good. It she's was, crazy. Yeah. She's crazy. She's she's oh. she has the intensity of a thousand suns. Um, I want to cart her around with me when I have to go out late at night. She'd be like, I don't want, I don't want you. To, I don't want to talk about carting around. Anymore. Well, she'd be like my protection, though. <laughs> oh, I get, I get what you Nothing mean. dirty, nothing dirty. Of course, fucking not anything she pro- dirty. She would protect. She protects me from the people that want to violate me. Right. What That's, is what is your town like? It's, it's crazy, man. <laughs> Where you need nine-year-old ninjas to protect you? I'm I'm in like the I'm in like the boonies here. Like yeah. this is like you know this is crazy. They're crazy. dangerous people there. It's like um, wood woodsy people, like in horror movies. So Alive features this little girl, as we've mentioned, um, and this little girl, I think one of like the, the visually striking things about this is that she's wearing the Sia wig. It's a, it seems like a chunkier version of the Sia wig, though. Yeah. Um, has a little more chunk to it. The, the last one was kind of a little stringier. stringier. Um, and this one is is has a really striking visual detail where it's black on one side and blonde on the other side. Not quite white, but blonde. Um, and the entire video, the entire like literally the entire thing, is basically this little girl kind of doing karate moves. In what do they call those things? So they call those things something. She's doing some sort of exercise. It's not like she's just like flipping her shit the entire no, time. No, no, but they call those routines something kata. Hmm. That sounds right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Did you send me an email about that? I feel like I've some I've read that term today before. Really? No. I think it just um uh it's just like a core like a choreographed pattern of movements practiced either solo or in pairs. <laughs> I got that from Wikipedia just now. <laughs> but uh, but kata. I I mean I took karate and I and I knew there was a phrase. I was like great at karate for like you took net- karate. You know, just, you know, every kid in South Florida took karate for at least a couple of months. Hmm, it's like tried it out. You know, I took guitar lessons too hmm. for like fifteen minutes. Did, or maybe you, did you just stop there? At after fifteen minutes of playing guitar? no, after guitar lessons, you stopped and stuck with it. 
I went uh, to guitar lessons is like, I don't like this. And then they're like, we're karate stick store. <laughs> yeah, I took guitar lessons for a while. Yeah. I wasn't really a karate kid. Um, but, but you could fucking shred. Well, yeah, back in my middle school days, big big time shredding. But I remember we performed Come With Me by P. Diddy featuring Jimmy Page. <laughs> I don't want to uh, talk about this anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, so the, the the little girl in this is uh, Mihiro Takana. Um and yeah, she's 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 performing this routine the entire time, which is which I have to admit, like you you really have to focus on this video to get anything out of it. I feel like you really have to be emotionally invested in this little girl, and they they don't give her any backstory. She just is there. Um, you have one, I think one of the little interesting details that, uh, um, Sia and Daniel Askell put in there is that she has like kind of like a hot plate, um, that she's making like food on and that's what she's doing in the beginning of the video. And then she gets up to do this routine, um, which is an interesting little detail. Uh, it's, it's interesting that, um, like (laughs) It's impossible, you know, I have a feeling, you know, Sia is performing this video, you know, taking elements from this video and using them in her performances, just like she did previously. So it's hard not to think that Sia is going to do three music videos in a a row with this young girl. And it's going to mirror the last trilogy in a lot of ways. Um, And so it's going to be tough for it not to just kind of get direct comparisons. And I think it, you know, with the same directors and and a lot of the same folks behind it, you know, it's going to be hard to avoid that. And I think uh, if you're trying to do that, that is going to that's kind of a a bit of a disservice to this video, Um, which maybe it's being set up in a a way that's going to make that impossible to avoid. But um, what's a disservice? It's a disservice to this video if you want to try to compare it to Chandelier because it's a different video. And what is good about this video is not like what's good about Chandelier is not what's good about this video. But that doesn't mean this video is bad, is my point, is that like if you're going to say like the things about Chandelier is that like it takes modern dance and it presents it in a way that is like entertaining to people who don't find modern dance entertaining. And it's set in a location that is very diverse and interesting and unique and uh, tells a story on its own. And this is a video with a lot more subtle um, karate and in a location that is a lot more um, stark and less interesting. Um, and therefore, if you're going to like com- kind of compare it on those two very surface level elements that it's going to be like, well, live's not as good, but I think you need to try to like not do that. Um, like you said, you, you used to talk about trying to focus on it. And I think it's more about like trying to just separate it from the trilogy of videos that we're just coming off of from Sia and from Daniel Askill. I know. I understand that. And I, and I, I understand not comparing it to the other one. I, I I don't think I don't think even mentally I was doing that. No, I um, didn't. I didn't really do that either. But but oh, at, really? at the same time, the, the the parallels between Chandelier and this video are are very um, overt. I yeah. mean, it is a little girl in a tan costume um, wearing a Sia wig in like a dilapidated location. Um, with no other visible support structure or adults near her, mm-hmm. um, doing some sort of choreographed movement. I mean, it it, it is uh, 
so similar in so many ways. It's very similar in spirit for sure. Definitely. Right. Yeah. And like, and, and, and in terms of like Sia trying to empower, you know, young, young women, that's something that, you know, is a theme in all of these videos as well. But, um, uh, but, in, but everything else I think you need to look at with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Beyond those, like very, like clearly unavoidable connections. But what? So, Doug, in this video, what did you feel? What did you feel like were the things that really emotionally connected for you in this video? Well, I think it it is kind of in this in this subtleties and in this like kind of um, whereas whereas Maddie, it it still kind of comes from the performance um, of the girl in the video, and and I think whereas Maddie Siegler um, is. like kind of hooks you immediately and is doing things that are both, both like kind of um, very animated and um, a lot more emotive, possibly more emotive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's a subtlety in um, the performance of my hero Takana that if you were able to kind of like give it time to, to, um, you know, kind of like grow that, she kind of maintains something throughout the video that is really kind of interesting and captivating throughout. Just like a lot more, more subtle burn. Yeah, I I definitely think so. Um, And this video performed remarkably well. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's been out for less than a week and it's got 6 million views, which is not, I guess we have to compare everything to hello now, not hello levels, but well, it is, it is extremely Again, it's successful. also not, and again, it's also not chandelier level. Chandelier is knocking on a billion view door. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And it's, chandelier is, is every, like every piece of that video is so just emotive and, uh, and like loud and, and exciting, even, even for something that on like on paper doesn't really sound that interesting. Um, for this, this is this is you know I think Sia and Daniel Askell have been moving in this direction where they are asking more and more of their audience. I mm-hmm. mean, you can yeah. put on you can put on chandelier in a room of people that have never even heard of Sia, and people are going to turn their head and they're going to watch and mm-hmm. they're going to enjoy it um, for the most part, and then. We've we've kind of been going down this thing where you know for Elastic Heart it was still incredibly entertaining, but you had to kind of focus on the interpretive dance aspect of it. Um, and now we're at this point where they're asking us to to really, um, it's like kind of like they're kind of tricking us into watching you know like a uh, uh, really abstract like you know indie film kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, where you're where you're introduced to a character with you know, in a very unconventional way and you watch them for four minutes doing, you know, uh, you know, karate routine. Uh, and, and people, and I, you know, I look through the comments of a lot of these videos for, to just to kind of gauge people's reactions. And there are very few people being like, ah, oh, this is really super boring. A lot of people are captivated by this kind of stuff. Yeah. I do feel like, you know, you might get a different, cause what you kind of got with the, for, you know, with the last trilogy is, it kind of like started really high with chandelier and then like the energy kind of slowly what like went downward through mm-hmm. the next two videos. And maybe this will be kind of the opposite direction. If we do start to see, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, companion videos to this one. 
Well, I think they just got more, more not inaccessible, but... Uh, kind of, in a way, though. Um, yeah. Chandelier was strangely accessible. And I don't know if it if it was based on Maddie's performance alone or just that um, there's no semblance of a narrative in this one at all, whereas the last three did have some sort of a storytelling component to them. It's interesting that, like, when Chandelier came out, I would have never thought, like, a year later, I would be talking about how accessible that video is. <laughs> it's just incredible how yeah. how music videos kind of are constantly. It's you know they obviously they come out in at different times and and are you know a, a, a moving art form force in themselves, but they're always moving the goalposts down the road. Yeah, um, and kind of reinventing what is normal um, and what is. You know, it's interesting to think of, like, if Hotline Bling came out for, like, a rap song in 1997, like, what people would have thought of it. Um, yeah. And to think of, you know, Hotline, that kind of video coming out in 2015 and people just absolutely losing their shit over and loving it is is really interesting. Yeah. So that was a good transition from SNL to SIA. Hmm. Now we're, you can do another uh, transition. Well, now here we are. Just I'm just saying. Here we are now talking about music videos. So, what's the next one on our list? Hmm. Doug, well, you you've had some strong opinions of what in our watch list should be should be chucked and which one has got to stay in. So, I think I'm, I'm going to leave this one up to you. Oh man, that's a lot of pressure. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about um, this song for the music video for Sticky Drama. Hmm. Um, by a band that I call OPN because that's what their Twitter handle is. And also, I don't know how to say this first word. Does anyone know want to say it? I think it's one O tricks, just how it looks. One O tricks point never. <laughs> I, or, I am in agreement with Adam. One O tricks. Hmm. When I see like so many vowels in a row and stuff, I like start to try to separate them in, in weird ways. Yeah. It's like, on you never had the. You've never had one Oatrix breakfast cereal, Doug? It's not, <laughs> might be just a Canadian thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, Adam Adam, and Adam, both of us, know that every every good Canadian knows about the one Oatrix. It's, it's a good kind of weed. What do the bad Canadians know it's, about? It's a weed. Oh, oh, don't ask what the bad Canadians know. Oh, shit. Take it they easy. They know where to find things. <laughs> Back up. Um, well, this video, I mean, it's probably a good intro to this video talk about uh what the bad canadians do because this is a bizarre video it um, is this not really... accessible at all <laughs> yeah uh, oh, not accessible well My, it's, I, it's accessed. Not, I, I access it as well but i like weird weird things this is weird this is definitely a strange this video and it's got a, and it's a music video with a prologue a prologue that was vimeo staff picked before the music video came out. So yeah, because this, this video is 5 minutes and 48 seconds long. And it's mostly, uh, there's actually music in most of it. So we're, we're, this this prologue is like another 10 minutes tacked onto this? No, it's another like four, uh, four or five minutes. Oh. So did only the prologue get a staff pick? Yeah. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Adam's Neat. judging. I'm not judging. I just find it very interesting. Well, it came out first. Yeah. Um, and obviously directed by the same people, John Raffman and Daniel Lopatin. Yeah. So 
I'm gonna attempt to just to describe this video. It really well, like, and, and there's some good, uh, Adam assembles some Adam Alexander sometimes gives notes for what we should what we should talk about with these videos. And Adam Alexander had some great notes that I think you should we should also throw into the early portions of this conversation. Right. Sure. Yeah, Adam, take us through. So, Adam, your notes, you, you've got two kind of uh, references. One is LARPing and one is uh, these trauma films. If you can right. Tell us a little bit about both of these because it's probably something that I, I am very kind of like vaguely familiar with both of these. Mm-hmm. Right. So LARPing is uh, exactly what we see in this video. It's when people dress up and uh, they do live action role playing. So basically like a live action Dungeons and Dragons um, where they've got different characters. They all portray a character. And uh, there was a movie that came out uh, a while back called Role Models, which also dealt with this kind of this trend. This Yeah, Mick, trend. McLovin is a LARPer. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that's the first main component of this video is that we see um, a bunch of people participating in LARPing. There's also um, a Robo Shobo video uh, about LARPing um, that we talked about in this podcast. Uh, whatever. It happened. <laughs> Doug is – you're not, you're not trying to I'm not search for it right now, are you? <laughs> no. Uh, there's no website that will allow you to do that. Is it na na na? I don't know who's the artist. Or My Chemical Romance? No, 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 no. Are you on Robo's page? Yeah, I'm just gonna read you all of his videos. No, it's the. Okay, go ahead. Read, just let's just. This is the part of the podcast where we read. No, all. he's got a lot of videos. <laughs> he's got too many videos to do. I can tell you if I could. <laughs> Warm, warmer. It was yeah. uh, it was a metal video. Can you? Uh, it's not. I had this thing by Royce Cop, is it? No, it's Mastodon High Road, maybe. Huh. Yeah, Mastodon High Road is about LARPing. Huh, okay. Boom, fucking found it. Nice. Nice, I'm good. Commissioned by Devin Sordo. And before you were so rudely interrupted. <laughs> right, so the video actually has like a very, well, all, albeit quite confusing and surreal, it does have some sort of a narrative to it. Basically, just that we've got two sides um, of these LARPing teams that are combating and are basically we've got our a, a protagonist and an antagonist and the uh, the protagonist has some kind of rash on his face which kind of uh, uh, looks kind of weird for sure. Did you not watch? Did you watch the prologue? I didn't watch the prologue. So does it establish things further? Yeah, yeah it kind of sets up where the where some of that stuff comes from. The cool. face, yeah. the face. Uh, so watch that. Tell us okay. about it. It's the guy, the other guy. He burns him. Ah, okay. Cool. <laughs> but like, but uh, most people in this are are disfigured in some way. Right. Um, right. But that, yeah, a lot of that happens in the. Well, some of that happens in the prologue. Okay. But he gets burned with the goo. Right. The the goo is the central. It's coming out of the walls. It's coming out of. Uh, um, it's used as a weapon, um, but it's just, it's it's just like tan goo. Um, there's also the character of this woman, or not woman, girl. She looks like she's 14 or so. Um, well, yeah, all the characters are, you know, kind of middle school age. In this yeah. Um, well, do you, I, I, I'm not going to try to describe the plot in this because it's, it's, it's fruitless, but I will just, I will say what kind of like captivated me throughout this entire video. And it is the crazy 
costumes. Yeah, the production design mm-hmm. in general, but the costume design uh, is my favorite as well. But just in general, the art direction and production design in this video is fantastic. Uh, my my personal favorite is, and I, I don't really know what the character names are, but uh, there's one character who has kind of a vest made of Tamagotchi. Yeah, he's basically the antagonist of the video. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, he is, yeah, and he kind of leads the the band of everybody who's dressed dressed all in black. Yeah, they're basically attacking the house of this other kid, mm-hmm. who, and it, maybe it's his sister or his or his a girlfriend or something in the house, and she's in a dress made of CDs. The art direction is very much like sourced of like it's like a not you know late nineties, early two thousand. Um, art direction but like mixed with some 2015 art direction it's like if kids were today were super influenced by when we were kids mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is basically you know and um which kind of they are right uh, kind of, you know but you can also tell that this stuff was actually sourced and made by people who actually lived in that era um but it's made to feel like these kids have made all of these costumes but the stakes are actually high, right? People are actually getting fucked up. Which is confusing because in the beginning, there's this kind of slow motion fight. And that's where I was like, oh, this is must be LARPing because they're not actually hitting each other. Yeah. They're sort of like they're – it's very clear that they're, they're kind of missing each other even though it's it, it's it's kind of cut. Um, but, in the, but then you realize like a lot of these people have like – sores on their face and are disfigured in some way um so it it really it it it's coming from a lot of different places it feels like yeah yeah but it's super it's super entertaining and super weird and gross and they also use one of those hoverboards which is a stupid name for them because um they have wheels do you still see those around the streets of New York City, Doug? <laughs> Not as frequently. I see them sometimes, and sometimes they seem like it's a novelty. Like it'll be like a 14-year-old kid and his dad riding around, and like the dad just looks so annoyed. And the little <laughs> kid is like literally like rolling on it by himself and trying to spin around and stuff. But then when he has to stop at the crosswalk, he has to like grab his dad's shoulder to stop. <laughs> um, uh, but then I also have seen people like in the bike lane – you know, in a suit and tie trying to like roll on one of those as if it's going to really make their commute more convenient. And, <laughs> and none of those people can like any, anytime somebody, like I've seen one roll by and the people behind me and in front of me, I heard like being like, I'm walking faster than that dude. <laughs> like that's their response. So, um, but that stuff is in the video, right? It does have like a tw- a lot of 2015 stuff too. Yeah. And so it's a it's a very interesting mix, but um, and like and like kind of like the, a bad guy or kind of thing is is Tamagotchi related to, and is the Green Ooze like kind of supposed to be based on Gak? Do you think, or like Nickelodeon slime? Yeah, it does yeah. have that color to it. Adam, you remember Nickelodeon slime, right? Yeah, for sure. Or the Canadian sort of offshoot, which was you can't do that on television. They well, did which the was on Nickelodeon, too. and that and they used the slime. No, it was on YTV, wasn't it, Adam? It could have yeah. been in syndication. I don't know no, who no, actually no, you, made it. You can't do that on television. It was definitely played on Nickelodeon in the states. Well, it was played on Nickelodeon in the states, but originally, hold on, we get so so. That's you're, you're probably right. 
I just think it might have been a Canadian production, but I think both networks played it. It was absolutely Canadian uh, production. It was um, actually, uh, <laughs> funnily, my mom did not. You can't do that on television. Is uh, for for those who haven't seen it, it, is a weird show in a lot of ways. And I don't yeah. say that like it's kooky weird. It it is. It, it kind of if you watch it now, you're like. If you if I saw this as a kid, this would kind of like fuck me up. And in yeah, ways. they had like a sketch where like one of the like reoccurring characters was someone who was like a prisoner, like t- attached to the wall. Yeah, and, and it was like kind of like just like a zany interaction with his torturer. Or uh, or or there was uh, Barf's Burgers where the kids would eat at this like this burger shop run by like a like a. a like a dirty like gross looking guy and he would put like socks in their burgers and stuff and there was a lot of like um nightmarish slash like weird uh just like mind fuck kind of stuff in there and a lot of gross out humor yeah but i but i feel like the the, think alanis morissette was on she was she was yeah um and it it was it did originate in canada um in, in in like the early 80s um, and my my mom would not let us watch that show. No, I wasn't allowed either. Yeah, um, but Adam, you should ask your mom about that because my mom does not remember ever having banned us from watching that. But <laughs> I very distinctly remember that being like the 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 taboo show to watch. Yeah, there were a few for me. We couldn't watch The Simpsons, and Married with Children was another one. Music yeah. videos. I, in I don't think I was allowed to watch. I wasn't. I wasn't allowed to watch The Critic. Of all shows, <laughs> really, <laughs> and it was like such a thing, like because I I was allowed to watch The Simpsons, and then the critic would come on after, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, maybe my mom just hated John Lovitz or whatever, but would not let me, and I hate, I was so upset because I loved the critic as a kid. <laughs> no, no, you cannot watch dry New York humor in, in animated form. Yeah, that's um, what a weird show to have to. Not be allowed to watch. It's yeah. Ask your mom about that because I find like like par- parents like <laughs> she she definitely will not remember that. Yeah, no, she doesn't even remember that the show The Critic exists. Exactly. Yeah. If you ask your, you're like, hey, because my my brother Derek, who's close to me in age, we both very vividly remember that and spent one Christmas a few years ago, kind of like nonstop giving my mom shit about that. Uh, kind of like in a you know playful way, like you don't remember. She didn't even remember the show. Yeah, um, but it was so different and so weird at that time. And this music video kind of rem- reminds me of that. And it, it yeah. part of it is the slime, but part of it is um, the way they are kind of playing on a lot of really under the surface concepts uh, yeah. with a lot of this video. Uh, in in a way that you know you can't do that on television. A lot of what they did were playing on a lot of. Um, things that made kids uneasy about sitcoms and made kids uneasy about a lot of things that they saw on television and like children's fears, basically, um, in really kind of sick, twisted ways. Uh, and this kind of like <laughs> it plays on, I, I think, if I was like somebody this age watching this video, I think I might be like a little freaked out by this. Oh, it's yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Because that shit is real. It when is, I was in yeah. seventh grade, people I thought were my friends egged my house. <laughs> really? Is that true? Yeah. That sucks. What the, should, that, I call, should I call him out? Fucking Jerry Palahowski, uh, Anthony Giorio, uh, fucking Alex Lacoste, all those fuckers. 
Man, what was there? Did you, did you ask them why they did it? Why they? Because I was just friends with snotty kids. Um, and, I went, and I was like out of town for Halloween. Hmm. I was in New York with my family who loves me, not like those guys who took advantage of my, friend, my trust and friendship. Like we would never, Adam and I would never take advantage of your trust and friendship. <sighs> you guys promise? Oh, yeah. We 100% promise, right, Adam? Pinky swear. Nice. You sure, Adam Alexander? I'm positive, Doug. Okay, cool. Well, let's move on to the next let's video. H- let's hug it out and move on. Okay, cool. One music, uh, let's talk about... Um, one more? Oh, shit. Just one more music video. Then we got to talk about Lan- uh, Lance Drake, right? Well, let's talk about Lance Drake. We're going to talk about Lance Drake. Cool new music video. We did a cool new music video blog post about Lance Drake's music video today that uh, the aforementioned Caleb Jackson wrote. That's right. Um, and this is for uh, a video that so, – so a little bit of a side note on embeds because our mm-hmm. site works off embeds. Um, Apple Music just started rolling out their embed system, which is fantastic. Um, and it looks like based on this that uh, Facebook now has a pretty kind of – I have to really kind of dig into the API stuff, but has a relatively robust um, or at least more than they started uh, video embedding uh, yeah. system and they got some more numbers reported yeah they look they're they're reporting views now which is nice because well, views is like their shit right now right and that's something we can talk about a lot when we have talked about a little bit back when facebook um started talking about maybe bringing music videos to their platform in a, in a kind of official capacity with the labels mm-hmm. um but like you know a lot of people are claiming i saw a video on youtube that that came out this week about you know people claiming um First of all, that YouTube inflates views, and they're you know they're bragging about all these view count numbers over the last couple of years, but that also a lot of that content is stolen content, hmm. um, and you know people are just like taking a YouTube video and re-uploading it on Facebook, and since Facebook is prioritizing their own embeds, that that video's getting more traction in in the stolen uh, with the stolen embed. Anyway, that does not directly relate to this video because this is a video that actually premiered on Mike Snow's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And the video is called Heart is Full, um, and directed by Lance Drake. Um, and this video, I, I loved this video a lot. It's a little tough to describe. It kind of is has a little bit of a Blade Runner vibe to it, I would say. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. Would you, would, you, would you, oh, I got both the greens from both of you guys right off the bat. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm not going to give you a hard time. It's got a, there's a, there's a lady, she's kind of badass. She's got like a kind of like a cool car with like a kind of, um, uh, and she's got powers or a it's, friend. It's, it's got it's, like it's a, a dragon car. chain. An enchanted yeah, a dragon weapon. chain. Okay. An enchanted weapon of some sort. Yeah. She kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, of, uh, the lady in Kill Bill. Um, Furiosa. Furiosa. Yeah. She's just uh, sure. going around kicking ass. Like the video opens with her kind of chasing after a guy but instead of just straight chasing after him he is she is like doing cartwheels kind of flipping around yeah everything's i got i got some run lola run vibes from it as well Mm. the red wig maybe even some fifth element which is cool yeah well yeah well if you if you if you read um our on the blog post um because lance drake did a um uh well actually mike snow did a q and a in the Facebook comments on this video and, and Lance Drake chimed in a little bit as well. Uh, and he says the influences were uh, included, but not limited to uh, spawn Akira and ghost in the shell. 
Uh, I was going to say Akira as well. Yeah, for sure. I can see the Ghost in the Shell stuff there. I haven't seen yeah. Spawn. Um, you can see Spawn. Spawn. I saw Spawn. I remember the Spawn HBO show, hmm. and I also remember the movie. Who is it? John Leguizamo's in the movie, but who plays Spawn, Adam Alexander? Uh, it's not Jason Lee, is it? No, because I think he had already passed away. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Played, I think Spawn's um, by a black guy. The uh, the chains are definitely Spawn inspired. I think. I think yeah. the weapons are what I would uh, pull from that. Yeah. Because Spawn um, so kind of had story these... that one interesting story that also comes from Facebook and Instagram about the production of this video. Um, but during the night shoot, uh, in the middle of them shooting this video, um, Lance Drake's son was born. Um, and he had to leave the set, and uh, uh, Danielle Hind had to basically finish directing the video in his place uh, for for portions of it. Daniel Hind, uh, the executive producer slash founder of Doomsday. Right. Um, Correct. Yeah, and they posted a, an Instagram um, that was, you know, Danielle and, and somebody else on set and, and, and alluded to this, um, which is pretty crazy. That's a great, like, uh, I, I've heard a lot of, like, oh, you know, like crazy stuff happening around the time somebody is born. Things like, like, I know somebody who uh, is the head of a company, and like, like they threw a big, expensive Christmas party, and then their, you know, their daughter was born like the night of the Christmas party. Yeah. Um, so there's like little stories around that, but this is this is this takes it to a whole nother level. I know. Yeah, and uh, and Lance also when he shared this video on Facebook mentions that uh, his kid was born right in the middle of making this video, so it'll always hold a special place in his heart. So um, luckily, it's a good video. Yeah, it has to be like something you want to shelve and like Alan Smithy, and also that's the the night your kid was born. Mm -hmm. But this is like a great, this is like a a really great video. And speaking of visual effects, or sorry, (laughs) I I screwed that up. Speaking of Robishobo, who we talked about earlier in this podcast, he did visual effects for this. Yeah, right. Um, And so now we're speaking of visual effects. Exactly. Yeah. and uh, the visual effects are great in this because there's kind of like a t- cartoonish aspect to the violence here. Like um, this chain, you know, will go ahead and, and attack people, but then when it reaches them, it will just explode in this very kind of comic book like uh, explosion, which was yeah. which is a lot of fun. Um, or maybe um, anime. Anime, true. Yeah, I keep saying comic book, but I mean anime. Also, the 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 lead character in this, which is a lady, um, wearing some very tight stuff going on here. Um, this is a very interesting outfit that she has on, um, and a lot of the video kind of linger lingers on that. So you know, hey, sexy video. It doesn't pull. It doesn't hold back on the sexy. No, we got it, and it goes full sexy. Yeah, which is a <laughs> also the case for this podcast. Absolutely. Adam, you're not pulling back on Full Sexy, are you? No, definitely not. Great. Okay. Adam Alexander, always bringing Full Sexy. Full Sexy. Did you change your bio on all your social media to just say always bringing Full Sexy? Yeah, I will do that. Huh, okay. Um, well, I think you guys, we, we kind of did it. We it did. feels like we did it. Um, what, a, what an interesting slash crazy group of music videos this week. What a week. Um, what a you, week. If you want to see them, you know, we talked about a lot of links. We put them all in the show notes for the episode. This is episode one. 
something million seventy four. No, no, no. It's it's more than that. It is well, episode one seventy. If my site will load. My site. Come on, my site. It's one seventy four. Come on, my site. One seventy four. Once it is one seventy. It is one seventy four. <laughs> that we were my uke. That. My uke fell. My uke fell on my computer. No, my sites won't load. <laughs> Um, so go there and we put all the videos and, and the, the links and stuff there. Um, and, uh, as always follow us on, uh, Twitter and the Facebook, uh, at slash IMVDB and check out Adam Alexander. Why do you, don't you at fringe music fix? Cause I fixed his embeds. You so did. You can pay him, play him full screen. Um, They're full sexy, full sexy, full sexy and fringe music fix. Adam, you got, you can take that for free. Perfect, I'm using it. New tagline. Um, Great, well, we'll see you guys in the next...